Hey there, York Alliance. This is Pastor Asa with a bonus podcast for Friday, January 5th. Uh, Not normal to have it on a Friday, but going through the definition of a disciple uh, has three parts. So I uh, asked Brian if I could do a third podcast, and he graciously agreed. So we are on the last of three uh, podcasts uh, surrounding the parable of the prodigal son from last Sunday. And we're looking at it from the vantage point again of how we define a disciple, which is someone who is with Jesus, becomes like Jesus, and does the things that Jesus did. So this being the third one, we're focusing on how the prodigal son can show us what it's like to do the things that Jesus did. And so again, it's a parable, so you can't take things too far, but just imagine with me that this prodigal son grows up and has a couple of kids uh, of his own, and you know, maybe much like he and his brother were in their younger years, you know, how do you think he would feel towards them? What do you think he learned from his youth that he would take with him into parenthood? Let's just kind of go with that sanctified imagination for a bit. Uh, I, I would just go off on a limb here and assume that he would probably have the same compassion. He would learn to have the same compassion that his father had with him, like we talked about in yesterday's podcast about how we become like Jesus over time. So my question to you and to myself is how does that compare with how we treat uh, those who tend towards the brother that we're not? So for the younger brother, um, how do you feel about the rule-following siblings in the faith? You know, if you are a rule-keeper like the older brother, you know, how do you feel naturally about the wild child siblings in the faith? What are your, your, your first inclinations? And so we're going to go over just a few quick examples as we wrap up the podcast week. Uh, but really, I've said this before in other podcasts, and I want to continue to, to say it, that it really this is about becoming people of love more and more over time. Like convert everything that you do uh, to the currency of love. It either is a love deposit or it is a love withdrawal uh, from the bank account, so to speak, that um, everything we do can be thought about in those terms. And so, like, how does this play out in your family? It could be your immediate family. It could be your family of origin that maybe you're living with or just you have memories of. You know, the clean person versus the messy person. You know, the one who's trying to keep all the dishes clear versus the one who just seems to leave stuff everywhere. The one who puts the toothpaste away and the one who leaves the cap open and an inch of toothpaste on the sink or whatever. <laughs> Just making up things. But or it could be that the, the person who always, you were always doing something wrong, you were always found to be wrong and they were always getting on your case or the person who Uh, just seem to never be home and kind of be exploiting the family and and not really participating in the life of the family. It could be any of these things. Like, how do you feel about the other person? The one, if you're the rule keeper, how do you keep, how do you feel towards that sibling or that parent uh, who seemed to be just kind of a mess or or absent or whatever? Or if the other way around, if you're the, if you were the wild one, how did you feel about the parent who always seemed to be breathing down your neck? Or that's how you felt at least. And, And maybe that actually was, what the experience was like. That was just how you experienced it. Or uh, what about like at your workplace? Uh, you know, how did you feel if you were the, the kind of the wild person? How do you feel about the those who take the employee handbook or the H- HR policy and they just ram it down everyone's throats? Or on the other hand, if you are that person who enjoys the rule following, how do you feel about the people who always bend the rules 
or like I worked in a, uh, my last position or my last role at the company I came from was in warehouse management. So how did I feel about the people who kept the warehouse nice and tidy and organized versus how did I feel about the people, how they feel about me as the boss who was kind of getting on their case or, or keeping them accountable to keep the warehouse functioning uh, in a smooth way. And maybe they, maybe they perceived me as being, uh, you know, a killjoy or something like that. I don't know. Uh, how about in the faith family? You know, I'm thinking about like uh, community groups. You know, how do you feel about uh, the, the people who, who do community groups in a very specific rhythmic way and you are more kind of a free-flowing individual? Or on the other hand, if you are someone who enjoys this structure, how do you feel about people who just seem to take the conversation as it comes and there's not really a clear path for the night? Um, how do you feel about that? Regardless of right or wrong, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about how you, what your reactions are to people when they're different than you. Uh, I mean, what about uh, as you view politics or some other polarized fragment of our society today? Um, you know, it could be, you know, the right is too conservative or the left is too liberal or whatever. I and mean, we have all kinds of other choice words and opinions to express about the other person. It's not that we can't express opinions and have thoughts and, and um, be validated as humans who have certain experiences. I'm not saying that, but how we treat them, not just behaviorally, but also in our hearts. Jesus talked about forgiving your brother and your brother, your sister in your heart. So how we, that, that inner life that we have uh, towards other people, like what's that like? Uh, or it could be even something else. It could be, you know, as the Holy Spirit crosses your path with someone else in the world who really needs to see and to hear the good news of Jesus. Like, if you're the, the rule-following person who does things right, like, how do you feel about that person who has the dreads and the tattoos and the piercings and they have that certain look about them? You know, do you avoid them? Or, or flip, the, flip the script. If you are the person who is kind of the wild child, how do you feel about the person walking down the street who crosses your path in a suit and tie and appears to be a certain way you know how do you do do you approach them do you not approach them how do you love them well um these are all ways and questions i think that are important to ask if we are going to become people who do the things that jesus did you know like what would it look like you know if we came full circle to the beginning of this podcast uh little trilogy here when we go back to luke 15 1 and 2 you know, when Jesus was receiving anyone, he received the sinners and tax collectors who were drawing near to him. You know, what would it look like if we were like Jesus, doing the things Jesus did, uh, particularly towards those who are, quote unquote, on the other side of the aisle from us? What would this look like? What would this church look like? What would this town look like? What would this state look like if we were all doing that? I think quite a bit different. So, on that note, remember today that it is God who first loved you. He crossed the aisle, so to speak, uh, and to love you and I. And thereby, he gives us everything that we need to reflect that love back to him and on to others. So have a great rest of your day and weekend, and I will hopefully see you all Sunday.